You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you're very welcome. This is Ahanu, and with me is my lovely Angel Rose again. <laughs> I'm glad I'm your lovely Angel Rose. Uh-huh. You are. And yeah. you know, that's spelled L-O-V-E-L-Y, lovely. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> because it's full of love. Now, that's the subject of our conversation today. Hmm. We're going to be speaking to a wonderful lady hmm. up in Canada called Aliana Alani, and she has a wonderful blog called 22 Shangri-La. And we will be speaking to her all about love. But before we bring her on, though, I just want to put people on notice in a sense that we have been finding a lot of things in turmoil in the last couple of weeks. And we ourselves have been going through a kind of a strange place. And in some ways, it's a good thing in the sense that it's shaking things up and you're, we find ourselves looking to get on track and be on, get into the core values and look at what really is going on and find truth and all that kind of thing. But what seems to be coming through all of that is the is that love is the constant, whereas everything else is up in all over the place. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find the same thing, Angel Rose? Well, I think, yes, absolutely. And I think that we're, you know, we're at a very critical time, I mm-hmm. feel, in our world right now, in our spirituality, mm-hmm. where the decisions that we make and what we decide to focus on are critical. Yeah, and what you entertain in your mind yeah. on a day-to-day basis. It is true. Yeah. And I know when it, when... You know, things get very difficult and people are having trouble and they're struggling. Mm. Uh, It's very difficult to remember, really, that you have this choice, that you can choose love over fear. And you, you, but I I find right now you need to keep choosing that and keeping your head in that place. In every moment. Yeah, and your heart in that place as well. Yeah. Now, I remember growing up, it was always a difficult thing for me to constantly be checking your thoughts. You know, it was such an effort to be always trying to be aware of every thought you had because you're, you drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. But now it seems it, it's actually more critical to really be aware of those thoughts in every moment. It is. Because you can go off on tangents and be thinking all kinds of judgments mm-hmm. and crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy to do that yeah. nowadays, isn't it, yeah. with all the politics and all the other things going now, on? Now, do you remember... Angel Rose, it's probably about two years ago now, we had Eliana Alani on the show, and we were talking about her website and uh, and what she does, and the beautiful poetry she writes, and the wonderful mandala-type pictures she does, and all of mm. that. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an absolute delight to have her back on the show again, and today we're specifically talking about love, and her recent experiences around that too. Eliana, are you there? I am indeed. Oh, Hi, Eliana. Welcome. welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm just smiling like crazy at the other end of the line. It always gives me such joy to hear an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're, you're, you're not the only woman who thinks that, Eliana. <laughs> well, you did. Uh, yeah. Well, listeners. you know, when you've lived there for a long time and then yes. you don't live there anymore, um, it, it brings fond memories back. You yes, know? Yeah. So, yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. remind our listeners, you, you did spend some time in Ireland, didn't you? I did indeed. I lived there for a number of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. In the heart of the garden. In the heart oh, of the garden of Ireland. Garden That's of right. Ireland. County Wicklow. And then mm-hmm. you, you, you live County in Canada Wicklow. now, so you brought some of that Irish charm with you. 
I think it sort of um, clutched onto me and never really left. <laughs> okay, bring bring us up to speed with what you've been doing since we spoke last, and help our listeners understand where you're coming from when you when you tackle this subject of love. Well, I was I was listening to your introduction, and I thought, my lord, has it been actually two years? I, for some reason, I think it's shorter than that, but it doesn't really matter. Um, time just seems to fly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of things. Some of what we were talking about before is, of course, very very constant, and and that is uh, some of the geometry work and and uh, you know the helping people in terms of sessions and so on, but. But I think we are all, and I was listening to what you were saying, Angle Rose, and I, th- I think it's it's so true. The, the world is so incredibly, on one level, let's put it that way, on one level of the picture, the world is so incredibly topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. And it feels sometimes as though everything that has been happening, especially in the last six months, has just been like somebody... You know, somebody pulled the plug on um, on our discernment levels, and and all this stuff is just spewing forth. Uh, and you do, you know, we we re- we react to it more than we we listen and think, and then act from a, di- a deeper place. So it's so easy, I think, on one level, to be caught up in in that kind of tsunami energy. Yes. And to suddenly find yourself acting from it, because of course we all have, you know, we all have light and shadow within us. We all have both sides of the of the spectrum, and what we choose to express or how we choose to work through both of them, you know, are are constant, as you say. Um, but what I've also found is that there is also and has been a building energy of love in the world. People talking about it, people being a part of it, and so on. Mm-hmm. What it seems to me is that in the last uh, in the last three four weeks, that building energy is suddenly also making itself vocal in a way that I don't personally feel it has necessarily done before in mainstream society. Uh, in a way that's very out there, that's that's very commonplace almost. Give us a few and, examples of and that. And is speaking. Yeah, tell us hmm? what you mean. Give us a few examples. Tell us what you mean. Well, a turning point for me was that um, Orlando had happened, as devastating as that was, Yes, and it was, and it was very much about people's right to love. And so, you know, a lot, a lot of sorrow and sadness coming up with that, a lot of anger, of course, as well. And I was on Facebook uh, with, I only have uh, a connection with friends, and someone had posted something they had shared. And it was, a, it was a thing that had gone viral, and it was the Tony Awards, and it was the man uh, who had won an award for creating the Broadway show Hamilton. And in accepting it, very emotional, very beautiful man, he ended up by saying in response to Orlando, basically, love is love is love is love is love is love is love. In other words, it's just love. That's all it is. Yes. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a parameter that says you can only love over there and you can only love with this person or that person or you can only love via this group or that group. Right. And and so, I mean, I too was very touched by this. You know, everybody was in tears. And then I listened to Colbert later, Stephen Colbert's show, and he was, you know, he was more contained with it, but he ended up with words of love. And I had... 
I had a kind of epiphany. I had this sort of inner shiver. And I thought, oh my God, I think we are finally at a place in, in society where we can actually speak of love as a turning point agent for change. Mm. And what makes uh, it different, it, though, Eliana, than before? I mean, there's always been love in the world, really, and and of course there has. Yes. And you know, I mean, sages and prophets and messiahs have been talking about it forever. We know that, mm-hmm. but we don't always listen, or we we listen in in tiny terms instead of big terms, and we take little steps instead of big steps. Um, we are we are. A, species, I think, that deeply, on the core level, deeply desires love, deeply craves to be loved, deeply wants to share love, and somewhere also very deeply knows that love is the answer to everything. Mm -hmm. But then the small self comes in, the personality comes in, the judgments come in, the societal habits come in that we have been taught. Uh, and our fears come in, and so we often stay very small with it and very personal rather than very spiritual and very unconditional. Well, I think too, I think we're at a point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we are at a point too where we're either going to, you know, succumb to all the hatred and the division and the belief in separateness, or we're going to make the choice to accept and love everything. Now that, that to me, because in my own opinion, love is inclusive. It doesn't exclude. And we, we have found even doing healings that go way back in time, whatever's left undone is because everything wants acceptance at some level. And, and I have to be clear, I'm not saying we need to tolerate abuse or murder or things like that. That's something I'm talking about. But I'm talking about in terms of how you perceive uh, somebody and how you look at it has a whole lot to do with what energy we continue to put into um, the universe in terms of, you know, what are we creating? Because it, mm-hmm. it has to be like you, you put it very well when you said that, you know, it's all love because the truth is, is everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be loved and accepted. And no matter how off the deep end someone has become, it's still true that at the core, somewhere within them is is a voided experience of love. So, you know, to me, we have this decision to make every single moment, you know, with the conversations that fly by, with the stuff that's posted on Facebook, mm-hmm. with, the, you know, everything that's going on in the world mm-hmm. with the judgment game how are we going to perceive those that seem to be enemies to love? And, and I think that mm-hmm. that's really the issue because the choice is now. Yeah, but I think the choice is now. And, and I think, uh, I think the, you know, uh, another, another evolutionary layer of this, if you will, is that just like, it is with peace or understanding or, or any of the, the qualities we talk about in, in terms of ways of life, that we are at the point where we are ultimately, you know, let's peel the onion skin, we are ultimately asking of ourselves to be the love that we seek. 
we are asking ourselves to recognize that we are the one we are searching for. In other words, we're asking ourselves to go to the heart of the eternal, where when we talk, at least those who are perceive themselves to be very spiritual on an, and on a spiritual path, uh, consciously, uh, you know, we talk about wanting to go home, we talk about wanting to to return to all that matters to us. Well, really, we're talking, I feel, about wanting to come back to the heart of everything. And the heart of everything is the eternal energy. It is, it is love. But it isn't a conditional love. It is a vibration of love. It is a frequency, a harmonic of love. And to come home to that so that we become all of it again within ourselves. And then we have that immense capacity to share and to be part of something else. I think in terms also of what you're saying, in terms of you know what we choose all the time, um, to simplify it, do we do we choose to be kind to each other? Yeah, you know, people say, well, how can I you know how can I love? Do we choose to be kind? We have that within us every moment. Do we choose to be compassionate with each other? But then, and someone was saying this me very recently in a discussion that um, uh, someone in, in the States and the Dalai Lama had been there recently, and if I remember what was shared with me correctly, that one of the key comments in, in his speaking to people was the necessity of self-compassion. We're back to, to loving ourselves as well. Will we, will we open that door to ourselves? And and will we, will we, will we love again? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yes, as we're paying attention to what we're choosing to look at, or speak of, or say, or think all the time, is just this overall um, directive, if you will. Because I think of Hanoi right. It can, it can seem so. Uh, all-consuming to be constantly having to think about what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, is there not another level of that that can be reached? And is that level perhaps the overall directive within self that I choose love? Mm-hmm. And and I call on that which is larger than me, however you perceive that, to share with me the ability to be that resonance of love in every moment of my life. What you're effectively saying is that we're seeing more and more demonstrations of love out there in the in the world and coming through artists and coming through musicians and coming yeah. to us in diff- yeah in different ways. Maybe that's what's changing. That there's people are not as afraid to express this sentiment. Let's call it. They're not ex- afraid to express it openly. Is that is that what you're saying? I think that yeah, I I think so. I think that's very true. I think there yeah. are, and I, I think that's the thing to remember in all the chaos is that yes, here's this swarm, and yeah. it is like a swarm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. this swarm of chaos. Yeah. And and it looks like a tsunami that's going to take you over any second and sweep you away yeah. into the you know into the universal garbage, if you will. Yes. Um, but the, there is also this other wave. And it is a wave of pure love. And it is coming through the hearts and minds of people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and through more people, there is that that daring, if you will, to say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's all out there. I know it. But here's the one thing that works to me. Here's the one thing that that works. 
Yeah. Certainly we have found over our time together, Angela Rose and I, and our work with people all over the world, that we're, f- we're finding more and more men are more willing to express themselves honestly. And they're, they're being very courageous in expressing that feminine aspect of themselves. We're finding it in every twist and turn, in any meeting we go to, any lectures, any, anything we do, we're finding that men are certainly being very courageous in that field. And you know, uh, there was a, speaking of Facebook, there was some little clip of uh, the, um, oh, what do you call it? The, uh, I think it was a gay rights march in London or something. Uh, and there was a policeman who was on duty there and he, he, he marched across and came up to his colleague, all dressed in uniform, on duty and actually proposed to him right there in front of all the crowds and in front oh, of Oh, I the, saw the edges of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I have to say that, I mean, that must have taken enormous courage, really. Yeah. And some people, you might look at that and say that was very foolish, you know, maybe he risked his career and all the rest of on that side of it. But to me, I thought it was an enormously courageous thing to do because he was expressing well, love I, is what he was doing. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think that's the other thing that's coming up, is if we believe, if in our heart of heart somewhere we know that love is the answer, and it is. I mean, I have a thing that I post on on 22 Shangri-La is my sign-off all the time now, and it's love is the answer, always has been, always will be, and it's true. So if we know that, we are indeed asking of ourselves to be courageous and loving now. Right. Yeah. To, to even step, yes, to love personally, yes, to love the person next to you, less, you know, to, to shake the hands of somebody you don't know and actually mean it, you know, to, yeah. to be willing to cut people some slack now and give them room to, to grow and prosper. There, you know, the, the other interesting analogy, and, and we talked last time about my perception of the garden, is that a garden needs tending right it needs seeds planted it needs to be watered it, it needs tending it needs the weeds plucked it needs to be told you love it and oh my goodness how beautiful you are yes. it needs these things yes. and our world is a garden yes and it needs it as well yes yeah let's take a quick little studio break here and remind our listeners we're speaking with aliana alani who has a wonderful website called 22 Shangri-La, based in Canada, spent some time in Ireland and really writes some beautiful, beautiful poetry and creates beautiful works of art. So we will put that link at the bottom of our podcast, but stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. And Gail Rose and Ahanu are a twin flame couple who devote their lives to helping you grow in spiritual awareness in an awakening world. Drawing on over 50 years of combined experience and expertise in self-mastery and ascension mechanics, they bring practical spirituality into a fast-changing world so you can find truth and inner happiness. 
Anne Gale's spiritual journey began when she was just 19 after the tragic death of her first husband three months after their wedding. She dedicated herself to finding the answers to the deepest spiritual questions by journeying into the mysteries of the spirit world while exploring consciousness and its expansive potential. She spent years meditating and being taught by Archangel Raphael, who took her on many journeys into other worlds and planes of existence. Today, Anne Gale teaches her unique home study course on how to read Akashic Records, transformational writing, beginner through advanced tarot, as well as authoring the books A Time of Change and The Nature of Reality, both transcripts from the Akashic Records. After the death of his firstborn son, Ryan Columbus, Ahanu wrote his epic work, The Reincarnation of Columbus, an Amazon number one bestseller available from Amazon.com and the ReincarnationofColumbus.com. With his past in the oil field and computer industries behind him, but with grief and pain as grist for his soul, he practiced transcendental meditation to Siddha-level awareness, unfolding his life as a visionary artist and spiritual teacher. He started his first organic holistic health farm in Ireland in 1993, which continues to this day as holistic, i.e. importing raw, vegan, health force nutritionals for the Irish market. He founded the World of Empowerment Organization and the Spirit of Love Project in 2009, offering a new dimension of spiritual and ancestral healing with his spiritual artwork. Ahanu's wide range of well-known metaphysical ebooks have been published on Amazon, and his artist portfolio website, ahanu.com, showcases hundreds of his spirit art, which are also available on fineartamerica.com. Ahanu is an author, artist, and motivational speaker, intuitive personal and business coach, publisher and radio host of the Honest to God series. Together, Ahanu and Angel Rose have held workshops in manifesting, self-healing, working with homeopathic color remedies, beginner through advanced tarot, visionary art, psychic surgery, quantum jumping, how to read the Akashic Records, and more. Through their weekly online Akashic Record Group sessions, podcasts, workshops, retreats, and private business consulting, they have empowered thousands of people worldwide. For further information or to arrange an interview, book signing, speaking engagement, attend a workshop or home study course, or order a Spirit of Love painting or Akashic Records reading, please contact them from their website at worldofempowerment.com. That's all one word, worldofempowerment.com, or by phone in the USA at 224 588 8026. We're back now. Uh, welcome back to the show with Aliana. And we are talking about love and that love is all there is. And love is really all that's real. And how do we express love and how comfortable are we with loving ourselves and loving each other? And, you know, many random works of kindness make a huge difference. And you know, I just want to say, you know, we go to this group every Tuesday morning in Bend, Oregon. It's over a little bookstore where a group of people get together and we discuss all sorts of spiritual topics. And one of the main things, though, that 
holds people together there is that we allow each other to be who we are. We allow each other to speak uh, from their hearts and, and talk about all sorts of things and, you know, even come up with solutions and share. But it's a, you know, it's often said that wouldn't it be wonderful if you could just multiply that experience out into the world where everybody was from that frame of mind, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, without mm. judgment, without, without criticism. Yes, yeah, without this mm. division. But I want to say this part, uh, Aliana, in talking about this, one of the things that I notice myself is that I do have a difficulty um, with hugs. And, um, H-U-G-S. H-U-G-S. Hugs, okay, okay, it's an expression of love. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that, yeah. especially in this group, they all want to hug one another. Mm. And I'm not such a great hugger. I mean, I do hug people that I love and care about, but I have a difficulty when it comes to strangers or people that I don't know well. And a lot of emphasis is put on that, unfortunately, where, well, if you can't hug, there's something wrong with you. And and I just think, no, you know, I can surely feel incredible love for someone and be in unity with them without having to hug them. But it's just an area where I have a little bit of trouble and um, and cer- certainly that whole love yourself first is a huge a huge thing. And remember, Ahano, that Akashic Record group we did where Source was talking to us all about loving ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. and talking about how we're living in mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And what was needed was definitely uh, a step up to, what, what did it say? Love has high standards. Okay, And I knew what it meant by that because it was saying that we haven't even approached the highest level of expressing love or loving ourselves. And I I think some of this has to do with maybe what we're witnessing now is the breakdown of all sorts of dogmas. Okay, like, you know, even when you speak of the gay people finally being able to marry and coming out and being able to express their love, like you just mentioned with the policeman, mm. coming out in public and having the right to do that. And so we're watching the reactions to that, but we're watching the reactions to the breakdown of all kinds of belief systems. And, you know, some people are all right with it. other people are having a huge difficulty. And I think that's part of what's surfacing now as well mm-hmm. with the events that are going on in the world. But I do think it is a purification. We have to get past that because ultimately, and how many times have the records said love is the answer as well? Yes, 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 yes. I wanted to ask you from where you are now, because you're observing this, you're witnessing this, and you're sensitive enough to be able to see it and to to understand what's going on uh, in the big picture, as it were. Tell us, do you think that the world is ready for it. In other words, are we arriving at that place where it's like tipping of the scales? Yeah, I actually think we are. I think we are. I think we mm. have been brewing and, and you know, moving towards it. Yes, we could all have wanted to leave a long time ago, and some have. Um, you generally don't see them too much. <laughs> But but they, they certainly have quantum leaped and we can all do that. But there is a general tendency to to kind of move slowly with things like this. And so we've been working towards it for quite a long time. There's also been a huge tendency from uh, the status quo of life, you know, the way the story has been. 
uh, for some time to to want to um, ensure uh, its existence. So, of course, you know, when you get close to the edge of the tipping scale, that that will, which is about to tip away, screams loudest, right? To sound like it's still very much in play. Um, so, so that's going on. But yeah, I do think that we are we are at this place where we. It, it won't take too much more before we actually tip the scales and move into uh, what I call a critical mass. Right. And so I think that everything that we choose to do around loving right now is of value. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I mean, I've got a thing that I put out around Sundays, which I'd like to share with you later. But the other thing that came to mind when I was listening to to what you were saying, Uncle Rose, was as the world gets crazier, and there will be a part of it that does, no doubt, um, and things fall away, things that for so many of us have seemed um, the things we could count on, you know, the things that were secure whether it's house or family or job or government or, um, you know, religious philosophy or anything else. When, as those things tip away, I think the thing to, for us to perhaps, the most compassionate thing we might be able to do is to recognize that we are all profoundly vulnerable in those moments. And when we are very vulnerable, we are also often very fearful. And we, we do things and we say things that are not coming from the heart of who we are as much as they are from the fear of what we hold. Mm. And if we can, if we who are perhaps not wobbling quite as much, or at least at some points, can hold that compassion, can hold that awareness of, I understand this is one scary freaking time. This is very scary. So I'm at a place at this moment where I'm not as scared and I'm feeling a little more connected to the vibrations of love. So let me hold that frequency of love a little bit more. Right, yeah. Let let me love within more. Let me love the world more. Let me love you more without any judgment or condition to it. Yes. Just because I can. Tell me this, and I'm asking you this purely from a point of view of someone who wasn't always aware of the power of love or in other words to me it was a superficial thing it was it was a a sexual thing it was a surface level thing it was a power thing are there preconditions to understanding the level of the love that you're talking about here in other words does somebody have to be educated into it do they have to have felt it first do they have to be born to a certain in a certain country, a certain color, a certain race, creed, belief system? Are, are there any preconditions whatsoever? In terms that you're mentioning, no, I don't think there are. I think love is the frequency of, of the bottom line, core frequency of who we all are. So, in a sense, it's really an allowing. Uh, it's a, it's a desire to love more than a desire to anything else, perhaps. And to be that love, to be that love, to then not interfere with it, which means to allow yourself to drop as many of your own personal judgments, doubts, or fears about you in love as you possibly can, to allow it, you and it to 
dance together once again. Right. So what was it, Hanno, to move more into that loving space? Because you definitely are now. It was you, Angel Rose. <laughs> because I was so difficult to love. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were easy to love. <laughs> you had to kind of work at that one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to ask you about this because there, there's also in the world today a lot of people suffering and they're suffering from on all different levels from all kinds of different maladies all different conditions and when you when you say that love is all there is do you think that those that suffering will ease as a result of this awareness of love that's happening yeah I do I do hmm? we all have rights of journeys we're on you know yeah. yeah, And so we may choose to, if I've decided to dance in the bog of memory, if you will, um, we may, you know, I may choose to stay in there for a while longer because there are things I want to understand. But can love, can the wave of love going through the world soften my journey even there? Yes, I, can, I think it can. Will I, I feel it as much? Will I grab hold of it and pull myself out of the bog? Maybe, maybe not. Right. It depends on how complete I am with the story. Right. But does it soften the journey universally? Yes. And I think that's another thing. I feel very strongly, and this is a bit wooey-wooey of me, but I do feel, you know, we're not alone. Uh, uh, if we are all one and we are all interconnected, we are interconnected whether we live on this planet or any other planet, whether we are from the star system or this galaxy or this whatever. So when the world called planet Earth allows itself to evolve in love more and more and more, it has a ripple effect like the little pebbles in the pond. When you love it ripples out into your immediate world. That ripples out into the larger world. And ultimately, it ripples out into the universe itself. Right. Well, I know that, you know, within the past few months, too, we've started a healing tree on our website. And the purpose of it really is anybody who wants, who feels that they need, you know, healing or love to just put your name on there. And Hanu and I, you know, just devote time each day, you know, to make sure that we recognize these people. And what I'm finding in doing that, it isn't that you're praying for an outcome for them necessarily, but you're just donating love. And it was like you mentioned that if you have extra to give, you donate it. And it's an energy that does affect. And I think we forget how much we all do affect each other. We, we either strengthen each other or weaken each other. And, you know, I, a source has certainly said to us, there's so much more you can do um, energetically for people. And, you, you know, I view love as not necessarily as an energy, but it is a, it, it's a quality of intention. It's a where are you within yourself? And I know for me, I came to a place on my journey where, I, I just wasn't interested anymore in anything that was harmful. And, you know, so like my attitudes towards people are harmless. My thoughts towards people, I, I mean, are very careful as to what to do or how to respond to any situation. And, and I just think that, you know, it's a natural place that you come to when you've, I don't know, how much, how much pain and suffering 
Aliana, do we have to experience before we say, all right, I just don't want this anymore? And I think that that's part of where hopefully the world will get, maybe through all this chaos, is it'll say we've had enough. You know, this this is not the reality that we want to keep creating into our future. And um, certainly the circumstances are being set up for us to be very much more aware of that. And, you know, I keep using the word decision, but I do think a lot of it is um, a choice in the moment on what you're going to do and how you're going to respond to something. And I think those choices kind of collapse other things. You know, every time a person chooses, you know, to be more loving or to be more benevolent or harmless in their hearts, that that, you know, collapses these these barriers that we've kind of set up between us. But you are right. Everything is interconnected and interrelated, and there's no such thing as us being separate or alone. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so we also feel whether we consciously recognize it or not. We also feel when the world is is uh, destructing. We feel when people are in pain. I live across from a hospital. I feel it frequently. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so we feel these things. Mm-hmm. But in the, the choosing, I think it's also a choosing perhaps to remember that, and, and maybe that's part of what's going on out in the world at the moment as well. Yes, there's this. Yes, there's that. Yes, I could like jump on the bandwagon with you and rage and rampage and everything else. But I am also, I'm not just that. I am also this. And this is love and kindness and compassion. This is also who I am. So I'm choosing to dip back into that well of remembering of love. Yes. And I'm choosing to be a part of that love again. I'm choosing to wash, you know, to stand under the waterfall of love again. I'm choosing to be the aloha. You're using a very I'm choosing to be it. A very important word there when you say choosing, because that's really mm-hmm. what it is all about in every moment. You did say that you wanted to share something with us about something on, on Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah, uh, um, out of out of all of these little epiphanies and things going on for me, I was looking at what, uh, what if anything, I could do uh, that could, uh, in, a, in a small way, sort of, you know, encourage and act on the ball rolling to some degree. And uh, so I, I listened in, and what I came up with uh, was to pick a day of the week um, to be, be a day of love. And I ended up choosing Sunday because most people are off work, at least in the Western part of the world, most people are off work, and most people don't have a lot of social obligations on Sunday. So I put it out on 22 Shangri-La. It's under the heading. It's a page called Will You Join Me? And it's basically that every Sunday, we agree that for all of the day, we will focus on participating with the energy of love. We will hold that frequency in our hearts. We will uh, bring it forth in our actions. We will, if negative thoughts come through, we will just act. We will be the witness. We'll feel them and we'll, you know, not not clench up in it. It's not a huge battle. It's just, oh, there you are. That is not of me today. I choose the love today instead. And so we're holding the frequency of love for the whole day. We're allowing that love to go out into the world unconditionally in whatever way we choose we're choosing 
to interact with people in a kind and compassionate way that day. You know, we're, <laughs> you're going to love us. We're giving the loved one a hug. You know, we're telling people we love them and meaning it and literally watering the garden. Yeah. So it's just started uh, this Sunday was the second Sunday. It's so it's young, it's new, it's just started. But um, I'm basically saying if it feels right to you, jump on the wagon, share the site with people, and and build it. If you want to do it with a group of people because you're already in group, that's wonderful. Grab it. Mm-hmm. You know, the more who do this, the, the more we build the energy. The side to this is, a side benefit, if you will, is that if you are allowing yourself to intentionally hold the frequency of love and you're just beginning to take that frequency on just a little bit more and a little bit more well, no. and the more you take it on the more it be normal it becomes yes, until you yeah. get used to being the frequency of love I think it's a great idea and isn't it interesting though that our last interview was with a lady by the name of Dr. Susan Shumsky and she She's very much into the chakras. She spent 22 years in an ashram and she meditated for months on end and uh, you know did all kinds of mm-hmm. amazing things. But she also connected the chakras to the days of the week. Now this may be a Sanskrit practice, but she, she was the one that verbalized it to us. And she mentioned that Sunday was connected to, of course, the sun and the solar plexus chakra. Now isn't it interesting that you should set aside the Mm -hmm. Sunday for the day of love Mm -hmm. with the energy Mm -hmm. that's around that, the the vibrance, the giving, the sun is very giving. It gives out light all all the time. We're the ones who actually take it and say we need it. And Mm Angel Rose many times has talked about the necessity for us to become sons ourselves, like the son of God ourselves, so that we radiate light and we radiate the love. So I think it's a wonderful Indeed. analogy. And Indeed. Wonderful, yeah, that you should. I mean, that, that's you know. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, that's uh, the the oh, where did I read somewhere just just today um, about uh, uh, something that you know was was apparently quoted by Thich Nhat Hanh of you know it's quite possible that there will not be another Buddha that the Buddha will be within everybody, and I mean that's mm-hmm. the same thing that has been said about the Christ and the Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that's been, to me, it's the same thing that's been identified with the, the Hopi nation of, you know, uh, uh, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Well, for, for my guidance, and my my guidance came through um, uh, last April after, uh, and I just reposted it actually on 20 to Shangri-La because it felt important, but last April I had um, been paying homage to uh, to a man who had been very important in my life, and uh, who had passed away five years before, and that's Satya Sai Baba. And so I had had quite a moving day paying homage and connection. A lot of things were brought back to remind me of why I was here and and what uh, what my primary message was about and had always been about. And, um, and, and so the day was full of lots of poignant moments and tears and everything else. The next morning I woke up and literally woke up with this small, um, I call it a tiny poem, but this small verse um, running 
through my mind and my heart. And so I quickly grabbed a pen and wrote it down, put it at the end of the article and left it there. Um, had a conversation with somebody two days ago, and this came to mind again. So I brought it and put it on 22 Shangri-La. And it's basically saying, it's taking it again to that next notch. And it's saying, you are the love you seek. You, you are the peace you desire. You are this, you are that. You are the one you have been waiting for. And I think that, that fits in very much to you are the emanation of love. That's you a great are. place to... And now, isn't it a Hanu? It's been a wonderful show. So, Aliana, once again, just give your website out to people and anything else you want to say about how they can contact you or anything like that. For sure. It's www22, the number, Shangri-La, S-H-A-N-G-R-I-L-A dot com. Mm-hmm. You can email me at aliana at 22 com, And the page is headed up with the other page headings, and it's called Will You Join Me? And just click on it. Uh, it talks about why Sunday and what's Sunday, and there are share buttons below. So please, if you like it, you know, share them. Enjoy. We will, certainly. We yes, will, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. great. Well, thank you for raising this because in doing so, you're also spreading that word. You're uh, increasing that vibration around the place. You're bringing it into people's awareness, into their consciousness, and you are pioneering a lot of this wonderful work. And we we praise you and we honor you for that. Twenty two Shangri dot com. Thank you for having me as well. Thank you, Aliana. I wish. You much love. I wish and you the all same much to love. you. And we will speak to you again soon and continue the wonderful mission. That sounds perfect. Take good care. Bye bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.